Hi, thanks for tuning in to Underground at the Showcase, the official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase. I'm David Layden, one of the producers of the show. In this bonus episode, Youth on Records' Michelle Rocket interviews A.J. Haynes, frontwoman for the Serotones, a soul rock band from Shreveport, Louisiana. It was recorded live at Roxy on Broadway during Impact Days on the eve of UMS. Hosted by Youth on Record, Impact Days was a two-day music intensive that offered skill sharing, networking, professional development, mentoring, and artist care to all UMS artists. Before we kick things off, please like and subscribe wherever you stream. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Hello. Hi. Will everyone tell me your name on the count of three? One, two, three. So nice to meet you. So nice to see you. Um, I have uh, this distinct honor to introduce our very special guest today. Um, AJ from the Serotones. Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm geeking right now. Okay, Serotones. (laughs) The Serotones debut album, Get Gone, came out in 2016, and Power, their sophomore album, arrived in 2019. During those years, A.J. Haynes worked on and off at an abortion clinic in Louisiana, one of the only three abortion facility facilities in the state, and the last couple of years has seen that role become more essential and more endangered than ever before, culminating with the recent overturn of Roe v. Wade, while her abortion advocacy work became increasingly more urgent and intense. A.J. found ways to ground herself and began to prioritize self-care. She got certified to teach yoga and worked on the songs that would become Serotone's newest album, Love and Algorithms. Haynes knows well that there's no singular revolution or simple linear narrative that can contain the true strength of revolution, the kind of complex, disruptive, personal revolutions that can open transformative portals to a better future. Please help me welcome AJ Haynes. Y'all gonna make me cry, and I'm a full Taurus son, and I hate crying, but I'll do it, you know, for the sake of, for the sake of being authentic, you know. Um, so, but to to begin our evening, I think we all just need to arrive where we are. Um, I was recently at Magnolia Monastery in Batesville, Mississippi. If you didn't know that Tiknat Han, I'm established a monastery there. Now you do. And you can visit there if you'd like. I live very close by. And um, in a Dharma talk, a Dharma share rather, I was asked like, what do I want to share? And what came to me is how do we transform the suffering into healing, not only for ourselves, but for our ancestors and for our future selves? And uh, here at our altar, we have uh, we have Tony Cade Bambara, who says, uh, you know, it's the artist's job to make the revolution irresistible. And I think that's what we're doing. Um, it's going to call a thing a thing and do what we do. Um, we have Octavia Butler, who says the only thing that is constant is change, right? And we have Audre Lorde. Yes, Lord. If you ever hear me calling like, yes, Lord, that's who I'm talking to. 
all day long, L-O-R-D-E, and that's that on that. Love her. And um, we also have my mom on the altar, one of our ancestors here. Filipina out here repping, you know, and I also have my cards on the table. Um, from Pamela Coleman Smith, I want to speak her into this room. Pamela Coleman Smith is the illustrator of the tarot, um, the writer's, the, it's usually called like the weights deck, but it's really Pamela Coleman Smith, a uh, brown woman who illustrated this whole thing and gave us this beautiful, just visual language of how to interpret this insane world we live in. So thank her. And also we have bell hooks, we have some carnations and we have some grounding. And with that, y'all feeling okay? Yes, you're feeling, let me get a woo! (laughs) Gets to wiggle up, release, boom. One of my favorite yoga teachers said like, release your booty hole, just like. Release your tummy, like, thank you, tummy, for doing all the things, for keeping us alive. And um, on that note, I'm going to sing. That's, you know, what I'm here to do, so. The song is called Hi. Just like the back of my eyes You keep them rolling to the top of my spine Kiss on the collarbone I want you right next to me Ha, ha, ah, ha Ha, ha, hi
got some hmm. Yes, ma'am. You know, I'm from Louisiana, so you can talk with your body all you want. Let it, you know, just, if you feel something, don't be scared. Don't be scared, baby. Just talk your, talk your stuff, you know. I'm just gonna, gotta watch out, we're on the, on the air. Whoops, oh yeah, we're on the air, so just know that. Um, we're now. And uh, yeah, that's high. Uh, it's the last track of our record. It's like my favorite one. We put like birds on it and it has cabin magic from my cabin in Mississippi. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for that incredible performance. AJ, I was, I was listening up here and it's such a treat to be able to hear your voice from this perspective. Um, I had the realization that your voice is like, is like technology itself. Like, it is informed by every voice before it. What? Yeah. It is so engineered. It's so strategic. It's so beautiful. Um, Don't make me <laughs> feel things. God. Uh, oh, my God. Um, it is so special. And Look I, at honey, because I'm using technology. <laughs> yes. Iggy said it. That's what we're doing. Um, hi. I think something natural that we do as humans um, in music or in general when listening is we start to categorize things or we start to kind of put mm. things into places. And I think it helps us understand by labeling things or, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm really interested. I've always been really interested because I think when you listen to, I was listening to the last album, Love and Algorithms, and I, I, I wanted to be able to categorize it. And then after a while, so I, hard. I just I stopped trying. I can't even trying. do it. I yeah. don't know. I just stopped trying because it wasn't important to. Right. Um, so I kind of was just curious, like, what is your relationship to genre mm. as an artist, whether it's, you know, self-elected or if it's the other sort of what people label you as? Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Audrey tells us that, like, yes, Lord, um, that, you know, if you don't name yourself, somebody's going to do it for you, right? So I feel um, it is important to call myself what I feel is fitting. But this is my Gemini moon. I don't know. Half the time I'm like, I'm two things at once. I'm both and not either. And, um, you know, genre is something that is historically rooted in, um, when we think about genre, right? Like who created this? Who created race records? Who created you know, uh, music writing. And it typically was not people uh, that look like me, you know, mm -hmm. all day, every day. So historically, in America at least, genre has been a way of um, reinforcing power dynamics that I'm not really here for, you know. Um, I said, I said, a woo, <laughs> yes. You know, you can read between the lines there, but uh, you know, it's, you know. <laughs> a little white supremacy is not great for everyone. It's great for nobody. It's terrible. You know, and, and, you know, I love how language can twist and how it can be reclaimed and how like every day that I wake up black, I'm proud yeah. <laughs> all day. I'm so happy to be born in this body, in this time, the daughter of an immigrant, black, queer, and out here is all get out. Uh, my mother is Filipina. And so like, I got all of that in me at all times. So how do I categorize that? And, um, you know, you use the tools you're given. And I was an English major, so that's helpful. Also a teacher. Shout out teachers. <laughs> and so that's a really roundabout way of saying, you know, genres like gen gen gender, gender, uh, <laughs> genres like gender, and it can bend and it can twist and like language is what you make of it. And it is living in real time, right? Um, so why, 
why restrict yourself? You know, I call it sci-fi punk. I call it Afrofuturist. I call it disco, whatever. You know, I call it whatever I feel like at the time. I don't know. Whatever's on the sticker. What'd I say on the record? <laughs> Child. <laughs> Who's there? Like, you got to put a sticker on here. I'm like, okay. It's like cat. It's, I don't know. We got them over there to, to buy it. I don't know what the sticker says because I have a horrible long-term memory. But um, I don't know. That's it. Also, like, to hell with genre, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah. Oh, genre, mm-hmm. like, who <laughs> mm. who gets paid what for speaking, right? This is what Audre Lorde says, like, colored by who'd pay, who's paid what for speaking. And, uh, and I'm going to talk my, talk my smack mm-hmm. all day. Was that an answer? Yeah, <laughs> Okay, <absolutely>. good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I think performance at its best as a performer Mm. can be the practice of freedom. Yes. And to be able to transcend, but also be informed by your identities Mm -hmm. and by your intersecting identities. Right. A shout out to Kimberly Crenshaw. If if anyone doesn't know who Kimberly Crenshaw is, just some snaps for her and just how she has named things, right? We, we use the term intersectionality and, what a beautiful way to describe our vulnerabilities, right? Like our strength is in our vulnerabilities and the intersections at which I sit. Are, are those made of visionaries? You know, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I think especially in the last couple of years, things have, the sense of vulnerability is so different. Mm. Um, yes, I think <laughs> there's... <laughs> I can't see my face because in the recording, but it's like a stank face. It's like, girl, yes. I thought I was really good at vulnerability, and then I, because I was like, oh, I'm an artist. I lay out all these really personal things mm. in my in my songs, and I'm very honest. But then I realized like transparency and honest, uh, transparency and vulnerability is very different. Mm. Um, and I think I realized vulnerability has a sense of that you. It's an invitation. It's an invitation, and you also can't control the outcome. Mm-mm. So there's a, there's a sense Ooh. of like a control and transparency of being like, this is what I did. This is, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> be transparent. Yeah. These are my Sell confessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Trans- transparency is like, look what I can do. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and vulnerability yeah. is like, yeah. do you really want to see this? Are yeah. You sure. Yeah. This is- <laughs> There's no guarantee that you're going to accept me for what I'm putting no, out there. No, hell no. Um, and then, you know, in the pandemic, it was like every margin that existed was was amplified. Child. And every disparity was even more so. It's um, So, you know, it, it, it talked about pri- how you were learning how to prioritize your self-care. Mm-hmm. So can I ask, how has that changed from mm. a younger AJ mm. to a now AJ? Man, younger AJ was like total Aries. My Aries rising was like in full effect. <laughs> Let's burn it down. <laughs> I'm going to drink wild turkey, you know, just wild it out here. <laughs> so it's like, let's just go, you know, which was great because I, I mean, that's why I met my bandmates was in, in, you know, DIY punk scenes. I was the only black girl at most of these punk shows I was putting on. And like felt completely at home because there is a direct lineage from punk to gospel, right? Like it's not, it's not that far. It's just like a baby, it's like a pinky toe step, right? (laughs) It's like, it's hot and sweaty in here. Everybody's freaking out. Ain't nobody got money, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) Cause I'm like, I'm 
from Brownsville Baptist Church was a black backwoods Louisiana church. But you take care of your own, you know, and that was the that was the lineage that was like, we don't have much, but we have ourselves. And that felt very at home to me. And part of, you know, the punk ethos is like now, here, now, here, now, mm. which is like, okay, how do we how do we take away the urgency, right? And bring in the presence. And I think that's where I am now is like, oh, that's a word for your life. Hold on, say it again. Hold on. <laughs> Right. How do we how do we take how do we how do we have the same here now, here and now, here and now, but take away this sense of urgency that everything has to be done right now? Oh, somebody hear me out here. Yeah. Let's preach up here. And and so like, how do I arrive to myself? Right. Like, how am I uh, how do I arrive home? And home is sometimes like scary. There's all kind of crazy stuff up in here, you know, Um, but it's worth it, isn't it? You know, every time you take that extra breath and you're like, mm, I needed that. Every time you're like, I'm not going to suck in my belly, you know, fuck you. you know? <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, thank you, belly, you know, and just arriving to yourself in that way is that's where the revolution is, isn't it? Like it's in these really mundane things um, and this reclamation of body is like how exciting to be living in a time when we have these tools and we have this this lineage, right, that have told us, you know, self-care is actually rooted in community care. Self-care is not hyper-individualistic. Come on, Miss Lord. Um, it is it is necessary and it is how we, I mean, that's how we tear down things by building in ourselves. It came full circle. Mm. Came full circle. That's where I'm at. I just gotta read black feminist literature and just give my life. I just gotta like release the wiggle, I listen to Big Frida and just peep up on a handstand. <laughs> and that's really like where I'm at. Self-care, I gotta shake my ass. Whew, release your mind. What is it? Free your mind and your ass will follow. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's great. Love it. Love being here now. Yeah, I, I think the conversation around mental wellness is becoming more nuanced, which is certainly like a uh, a reassuring sign. Mm-hmm. I do think it did start in a lot of places of reactionary self-care. Of, right. You know, like I will take the bath after the 16-hour day. It comes from an erasure, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, for better, for worse, for whatever. I mean, I love, like Instagram shows me stuff. I'm like, yeah, I want that. I'm not going to give you my money, you know, <laughs> but like, sure, I want this matcha, whatever. Um, and I, you, you know, part of self-care being, becoming a brand, right. Versus like a framework and, um, an exploration, right. Like self-care is scary. Do you know how hard it is to show up to my therapist? <laughs> what? You know, like it gets worse before it gets better sometimes, you know, and uh, and that's the self-care. And I wouldn't be here if it were not for my ancestors, if it were not for my community checking in and being like, mm, did you drink water today? That's not a joke. Like, did you drink it today? <laughs> like, OK, thanks. Um, but self-care as as a as a praxis. Right. And a practice, something you come back to, you come back to yourself, you come back, you arrive home. God bless Tignat Han. Oh my God. Um, all the gods, whoever, whoever you believe in, whoever's up there, who's down here, whoever, bless Tignat Han. Um, and 
I mean, that's really it. Arrive home. Like, you know, Buddha was a Taurus. <laughs> I found that out the other day. I was like, of course he's like, I'm just going to sit right here. You know, it'll come. The enlightenment will come. He's right. Just sit your ass down. Go lay down. <laughs> I think that's a good segue into our I next know. piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blessed are you of many names for revealing infinite paths of healing. If the body is blameless, then embrace me like a ribbon around a bomb, back arched, supine twilight stretching, interdependent deliverance, interdependent, unalienable rights unalienable rights, unchained reaction, arrhythmic capital shaping, infinite obsidian spark, blue stretch marks to telephone game, what did eardrum beat to the colotane, back folds, tender underbelly to inner thigh, Behind the knees to pinky toe crease. Ain't we self evident? Can I tell y'all a secret? I was totally like never gonna be a singer. Like poetry is my first love. I fell in love with Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman. I used to like nerd out and be like, I'm going to seduce this dude with like Walt Whitman. It didn't work. <laughs> but I was, but I, but you know, but I discovered myself through, through, through leaves of grass and just this, you know, thank, like shout out to queer lineage, right? Like, thank you, Walt Whitman, for showing me how to be super gay out here, you know? Mm. Like, <laughs> just all of us, all of us, all the time. Do I contradict myself? Yes. I am vast. I contain multitudes. Yeah. Damn it. You know? Like, <laughs> So I, I really, I, I wasn't going to sing. Uh, poetry is my first love because it, you know, it, it relied on the breath in ways that couldn't be pinpointed, you know, as flat or sharp or anything. And um, I'm a perfectionist, you know, and I'm trying to unlearn that. And I'm very thankful that I decided to sing instead of just poetry. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, um, how are you feeling? I feel very happy to be here. I'm happy to be here too. I feel like as soon as you're like, you made the discernment between urgency and presence. Thank you. I didn't even know I needed to say that, but it's true. I was like, oh, is this urgent? Does this actually have to happen now or not? I just think I just like gotta stay black and die, That's all. I don't have to do nothing if I don't feel like it. And I, that's such a man. Thank you, my my my. It's a new moon in Leo. My grandmother Octavia, not Octavia Butler. My grandma is happened to be named Octavia, which is a strong name. <laughs> also a Leo, you know. And she taught me that. She said, mm, "Go enjoy yourself. Go see the world. Go travel. You know. Go do what you want to do. You don't have to do anything." Is it urgent? Mm, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're so used to being 
measured by our productivity mm-hmm. and attaching our value. And I think particularly as artists is um, what you put out there. Right. And I think as you were saying. But what do you put in here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> hard like did I post on TikTok today probably not sorry you know but did I like sit with myself for 10 minutes I did and that's hard you know yeah I think there's so much uh there's there's so much grief Mm. um collectively personally um in communities and I think within grief comes a lot of those lessons of of being um of, of allowance. Right. 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 And so what have been other lessons or pieces of evidence that have come to you in this, especially in the last couple of years, but in this time, in this, in this moment that mm. are informing your next steps? There's a, there's a poem that comes to me. Um, this, uh, poet, his name is Matthew Dickman. Um, he has a poem about grief and how grief comes to him as like a fuzzy purple gorilla. This is totally coincidental. I did not plan this. I just love purple <laughs> stuff. But you know, grief is is arbitrary and it doesn't have to make sense, right? Like in this world we're like is it this or is it that? Is it this or is it that? It's neither. It's neither and it's both of them. Right? Grief is when you're excited to bring into the world like your new nephew and you're also grieving for your mother. You know, like that's my reality. I'm like, I'm so excited that this new life is here. And I'm terrified because this world is scary. Right? Like as parents, thank you, parents. I don't know how y'all do it. And, you know, and you just do it. And I feel like grief and mothering are like one and the same. I've been reading this book um, called Revolutionary Mothering. It's a a compilation edited by like Loretta Ross, um, who's one of the founders of the reproductive justice framework movement and uh, Alexis Pauline Gums, right? And, you know, mothering is a verb, it's an action and grief is somewhere tangled up in that. It's like, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, period. And it doesn't make sense. And grief allows for creativity, like grief, like processing grief, the only way, what is it? Teek says, like, the only way out is in or something like that. Like, the only way out is through, I think, is actually what he said. You, you just have to, like, sit with grief. And so what I, what I hope um, I do as an artist uh, is to make space for that, right? Like, because grief and joy are just, like, they're two sides of the same thing. It's like, I'm grieving and I'm joyous. Like, I'm tired and I'm, like, exhilarated that, holy hell, I'm here alive in this time, what? They ain't kill me yet? Can't kill me, you know, because I'm an artist and I'm internal. Like, <laughs> I wish you would. And uh, come on, right? Like, and, we, and, and the thing is, is that we are all creative. We are all artists, mm. especially my mothers, whatever gender you are, however you have, have named yourself in this world, you are part of creating. And it, in a society that is so built on its own delusions of destruction, right? Because white supremacy is a delusion Mm. upon which the people who are supposed to benefit lose the most, right? How many people that you know have acquired whatever they, whatever is supposed to be the, you know, the 
pinnacle of like, I'm benefit from white supremacy. I'm here and got all the things. And they have no soul. They have no soul. What did you gain, you know? And, um, and I think that's where grief comes in. Allow it. Just be messy. This is why I love water signs. My partner's a Scorpio. Shout out. <laughs> Thank you for dealing with my crazy ass. And, um, you know, just feel the water and be like water, right? Like be the tears, be the flood, you know, just, you know, let it flow as PJ Morton says. Something you had mentioned made me think of um, an Asadish group quote, which is that cancer. Yes. Yeah. Come on, Asadish. <laughs> cancer love you babies was a lot of crying in that season yes Uh, revolution is not a romance it is a science i think i'm paraphrasing but right you know she would say some stuff like that yeah i'm wondering you know like what are ways that we can be revolutionary that might not be as expected as or maybe what people think a revolutionary looks or sounds like right i feel like there's a um mm, like what what do we think of when we think of revolution we think of like the revolution and you, it's always punctuated and it's always with ex- exclamation marks and it's always like we're here and it's revolution time and you're like okay like i just need to take a bath and like calm the fuck down you know <laughs> excuse me language you know uh, so what if revolution is in fact like matrilineal what if it revolution is in fact like not i mean you know not patriarchal what if revolution is in fact like the mundane what if revolution is like I made a new friend today and the world is really scary and I made a new friend in this insane world. You know what I mean? Like, what if revolution is intimate? You know, Nikki Giovanni has a poem. Oh, I can't remember the title of it, where she's talking about like, you know, she's like depicting this scene of romance where like she's talking to this dude and he's like, the revolution. And she's like, I'm just trying to get laid. Like, I'm trying to like... Undress and he's just like, a revolution. And she's like, okay, all right, I guess we're here. <laughs> and she's like, okay, the revolution. Okay, we're just gonna, the revolution is in the bed, right? The revolution is like in our intimacies, mm-hmm. in our closeness, um, and who gets to be close and who does not, right? Uh, publicly. Uh, and who pays that? Who pays for that, right? So, like, revolution, in my opinion, you know, my humble opinion, should be rooted in in closeness and like tenderness because how how better of a way to undermine this world with such rough edges that where people speak in knives all the time to say mm, now <laughs> right mm, now I'm I'm gonna be here with my person mm, I'm gonna make a new friend mm, I'm gonna be vulnerable and there is strength there that's uh, Saul Williams. And I talked about like, I was like 17. It was so random. He was like in Shreveport, Louisiana at a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Girl, Saul Williams? Yes. It was, this is whenever he was doing the, um, the Dead MC scrolls. And I was like. Oh, yeah. He you know, followed me on Tumblr and I quit Tumblr because I got scared. Oh, my God. I was, like, I was like, Saul Williams, He's no way. so cool. <laughs> I changed my ease for him. The way I write my ease. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I hope he's not it. listening to this song. I'm so sorry. Probably, yeah. Oh my God, he's so cool. Yeah, I was like in a Barnes and Noble and I was like seven, you know, when you're 17, you're like, I know everything. <laughs> and, and you kind of do, you know, you're just like, I don't have a prefrontal cortex. <laughs> I'm present all the time. <laughs> I'm like, here are my emotions right now. And I was like, well, what do you mean about 
strength. And what do you mean about vulnerability? And I was like, I feel all the things. And he was like, there's strength in vulnerability. And I was like, what? And uh, he was like, all right, yes, there's strength in vulnerability. And I was like, all right, bet, you know. <laughs> and uh, that, that's where we went. But like, I, but I feel, feel like, you know, the reclamation of revolution as like the circles of, instead of a circle, think of it as like, the swivel of a hip, the, like being present in your body. Like what is, sen- I mean, I'm just here for pleasure activism, you know, mm-hmm. like where are you at now in your body? How, what are the sustainable ways? What are the ways that contributing to the benefit of the whole that feel good to you? Damn it. Like it's got to feel good some kind of way, <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't always feel good, right? There are things that are difficult, but can you find the joy? Can you find the pleasure? And if not, then what's the point? What is the point of uh, what is the point of us working so hard if at the end of the day you can't go home to your person? Hmm. You can't go home to your people. You know, all my poly folks I hear, I don't know how y'all do it. Go for it. <laughs> Sounds exhausting. Love y'all. But if you can't go home to your person or your people, like, what's the point? Like, if I can't sit and look at a damn carnation on a table at an altar in the middle of Colorado, like, what is the point if we're not feeling something that is right and unquestionable? Huh. You know? That's my Eartha kid. Huh. <laughs> you know? The disdain for the patriarchy, you know. God love her. Um, but yeah, what's, what's the point mm. if we're not getting to enjoy something? Mm. Just a little, little something nice, you know. Yeah. And truly, I'm just out here learning from plants. They're real smart. They just get sunshine and water and keep living. So I'm going to be like, oh, what are y'all doing? Yeah. I'm trying to learn from y'all. Yeah. The lessons of trees and community too. You know, the root system is mm. so complex. Come on with it. And so it's that you, they, they can recognize, you know, when another tree needs more sunlight or needs more nutrients. And they talk through the mushrooms? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Not the psilocybin, but the other ones that are less, like, exciting, you know? The lessons within nature, within Mm. things that have existed for so long, things that we have based ideologies around, things that we have based philosophies around Mm. still exist and are going to continue to exist. That's what I think. You know, Mm -hmm. it's... You know, Earth is such a cool place. You know, like, wow, we're here on Earth. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) For real. I was listening to... Who was I listening to? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, where the uh, the NASA astronauts like went to went to outer space as as uh, scientists and came back as humanitarians because they were able to see like wow look at this planet that we live on and um, and it's part of the inspiration for the record is like you said so kind of coming back to the to the first question like what is genre and I was like I don't know I'm just doing spirit work out here this is messy ain't nothing on time we gonna get there you know and a part of a, a practice of, of uh, magic uh, when in the studio it was I created sigils for each song. And um, each song also has like an astrological um, um, body uh, associated with it. So, you know, uh, what is Mars? Mars is good day because it's just loud. I'm like, we're here. I love you. Love me now. And um I made a whole syllabus. Y'all can look at the syllabus. It's on our Instagram if you go to our link tree. I don't use the internet what I'm supposed to do with it. I'm just like, I want you to be engaged. And I read the it. Syllabus. It's, it's beautiful. There's really? also there's also like journaling work you can I do. I know. With it. If you want to get beautiful. into it. 
you can pick it up, put it down, you know, but I did what I needed to do. And, uh, you know, every song has, has the essence of what I wanted in it. And, um, that's the point, right? Like, I don't know what genre it is. I don't know what even genre is the French word. I don't know what they was talking about. I'm from Louisiana, but really we're more Spanish than French. Cause have y'all been to Spain? <laughs> They're like, mm, nap time. Like, <laughs> yes, bitch. <laughs> time for an app. It's too hot to do anything. <laughs> Love it. So I wish we had more of that ease built into, you know, the U.S. of A, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Mm. And just, I'm just so thankful to be here with y'all. I mean, truly how terrifying it is to be up here and just like talk and be a whole human on stage. Mm. Wow. Like I get to do this. How, how loved am I in this room? By people I have probably only met once before and never, you know, like, mm. that's possible. And that's the revolution. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. sharing this, uh, this evening with us. Thank you all. Thank you for ushering us into presence. Thank you for um, facilitating closeness with your music. Thank you. With your words and your guidance and your experiences and your vulnerability. So thank you for being revolutionary. And thank you for thank y'all. Yes. Yeah, one more song. Okay. I gotta put in my little earbud. We gotta use technology. Uh, Is this how it goes? Okay, hold on. Y'all get to see the behind the curtain stuff. Hold on. So set to sunrise, wish I could see the world through both of your eyes. Travel the world with the symphony, tapping the beats on the back seat. Where are you now? Slept with the queen, it was bittersweet. You felt his mouth move, but you didn't hear any sound. Golden hour tastes like summer. Sunset to sunrise. Wish I could see the world through both of your eyes. Keep making me high. Wish I could see the world. Sorry.
UMS Impact Artist 2022. Give it up for AJ one more time. Underground at the Showcase is an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. You can learn more about Youth on Record at youthonrecord.org and on social media at Youth on Record. You can stream our show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please like, follow, and subscribe. This episode was edited and produced by me. Additional music for this episode was provided by 88. Thanks again for listening to the show. I'm David Layden, and you're listening to Underground at the Showcase. <laughs>